Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm communication and leadership skills expert, Pamela Jett, and this is Dealing with Difficult People, a five-episode series where we discover how we can deal more effectively with those people who get on our last nerve or those people who are very difficult. In episode number one, we discovered why difficult people are difficult and what we can and cannot do about it. Episode number two, we discovered some superpowers we can utilize to make dealing with difficult people easier. And then in episode number three, we discovered some strategies and tactics for dealing with the exploder, the steamroller, and the chronic complainer. In today's episode, we're going to continue those strategies and tactics so that we can discover how we can more effectively deal with the wet blanket, the spinner, the sniper, and the diverter. So as a reminder, be asking yourself, how will this work for me so that you can discover the strategies and tactics that you can use in your real world situations. And also remember, not every strategy and tactic is going to work every single time with every single person. So you'll want to pick and choose those that you believe have the most effectiveness. So let's begin by talking about in this episode, the wet blanket. Now, the wet blanket is similar to the chronic complainer that we talked about in episode number three. However, the wet blanket is the kind of person who will often say in public things like, that won't work, that's never going to fly, or did you see that? That's not something that we can get on board with. So they have a lot of negativity, just like the chronic complainer. The wet blanket will often use the wet blanket strategies in group conversations Say an idea is being pitched and they don't want to do it, they will say something like, that's going to take too much time, or that's going to cost too much money, or even just, no, that won't work. And the goal with them is to try to smother the fire of enthusiasm that is about to spread around an idea. So someone pitches a solution to a problem, the wet blanket doesn't agree with it, they want to smother any enthusiasm. They're like a wet blanket on a fire. So it is that idea that they are trying to smother any enthusiasm by making these blanket statements that may or may not have any data to back them up. So the key with the wet blanket is to utilize one of our superpowers, and one of our superpowers is curiosity, and you ask them, questions. So if they say, no, that's going to take too much time. Very appropriately and assertively, not aggressively, but not passively say, how much time is too much time? Or that's interesting. Uh, What part do you think is going to cost uh, too much or put us over budget? Or what do you think would be a more reasonable budget if they say there's going to cost too much money? Or how much time is too much time? And where do you think we might be able to adjust our schedule? So we have more reasonable time limits or even what would be a reasonable time limit to you. Or if they say, hey, the big boss is never going to say yes. You say, what part do you think he or she will be most um, attracted to? And what part do you think will be most frustrating for them? You ask probing questions. Now, what happens with the wet blanket when you do this is they typically can't answer them. So they will often say, well, I don't know. I just thought you ought to know. 
and or I don't know, I'll get back to you on that one. And then you smile and you say something along the lines of, hey, well, thanks for pointing that out. I'd love to hear more when you when you have some ideas. And then just continue on pitching the project. Now, every once in a while with a wet blanket, they actually will be able to answer that question of how much time is too much time and where do you think they can trim the budget or a time budget. And they've gone from being a wet blanket to being someone who is known as a negativist and they aren't necessarily handling their negativity very well. However, at least they're able to back up their position and you can have a conversation around it. And you can say, well, let's talk about that. Let's figure out how that might work. So when you deal with someone who says, that won't work, or I don't like that, hey, tell me why you don't like it, or what part do you not like, or you know, what experiences have you had with this that have left such bad taste in your mouth? Or, wow, what experiences have you had, and how, how did they feel that decision to not like it? And a lot of times people haven't had any experience. They just don't like it, and they can't back it up. And remember, our goal with dealing with difficult people is to not change them. It's to communicate to them that their difficult behavior does not work with us, to train them how to treat us. So those are some strategies for dealing with the wet blanket. Another difficult personality type is the spinner. Now, the spinner is best exemplified by the person who likes to stretch the truth, spin the truth, only share their version of the truth. The classic spinner is the kid who fibs. And as a parent, you know when the kid's fibbing because they have some elaborate story. And you also know that if you say to your child, hey, I know you're fibbing, no, no, and they just come back with defensiveness. So one of the best things to do with the spinner is to use the questioning technique. So if someone tells an elaborate story and you say, hey, that's interesting, tell me more about that. So it's an overarching general question. Tell me more about that. Or you can probe deeply into one area. Oh, I didn't know about that part. Tell me more about that part. But you use that power question. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. Or uh, what can you tell me about that? You can tweak the question so that it serves you and seems natural to you. But it's essentially a version of, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. And if they're fibbing, they eventually will crack under the pressure because they might tell you more. And then you just keep probing. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that part. So if you have a kid, they're going to crack under that pressure. Now, the scary thing is, is that some people never outgrow that fibbing thing. Like I said, they will spin the truth, stretch the truth, only tell the version of truth that works for them. And we know that if we are working with other professionals or other adults, we probably cannot come right out and say, liar, liar, pants on fire. So that's where we use the probing technique, the questioning technique. Ooh, tell me more about that. Same strategy. The difference is an adult typically won't crack under the pressure. They won't typically confess. They will do one of two things. They will either end the conversation or change their story. But either way, now they know that you know and that you're on to them. And they will think twice about fibbing to you again because you don't make it easy. You ask these probing questions. So they will either exit the conversation or they'll change their story. But they're not going to confess and say, you're right, I was lying. But they'll start to weasel into their, the truth or they'll start to tell a different version of the truth where you can continue to use this questioning technique, this inquiring technique until they eventually uh, give you the full story. Uh, they're not going to say, you're right, I was lying. 
And it's not our job or our responsibility to necessarily point that out to them. What it is necessary for us to do is to train them that, hey, they might spin with other people, but we're on to them and we don't let them get away with it. Speaking of not letting them get away with it, let's talk about the diverter. The diverter is a kind of personality type that likes to change the subject. Again, think about a teenager. Teenager wants to go to a party, they ask you, you tell them no, and they come back with, well, Susan's mother is letting her go. And what they're trying to do is divert the conversation to a conversation about Susan and what Susan's mother is letting her do so that they can then circle back, use that information with you and get you to agree that they can go to the party. Well, adults in professional settings will do the same thing. Well, that's not the way we did it at my old job. Or, well, I'm not the only one who was late if you point out that they're late. They're trying to get you into a conversation about someone else, something else about their behavior or even you're late sometimes too. So you use a technique called the subject is not, the subject is. The subject is not, the subject is. The subject is not what Susan's mother is letting her do. The subject is what I as your parent am letting you do. Or we're not talking about what Susan's mother is letting her do. We're talking about what I as a parent am letting you do. Or in a professional situation, the subject is not how you did it at your old job. We're talking about how we do it here at XYZ Company. Or the subject is not what Janice does with her team. What we're talking about is how we as a team choose to move forward. So I changed the language a bit, but it's still, we're not talking about X, we're talking about Y. And of course, with a professional and an adult, you might need to change it up and soften it. You know, no, we're not currently discussing how we did things last quarter. What we're focusing on in this discussion is how we're going to do things in this quarter. So it might be a bit more gentle, but it's still essentially saying, we're not going there. We're not having that conversation. Now that's not under discussion. The way we did things last year, we're not really talking about that right now. What we are talking about is how we're going to do things in this environment. It's a version of the subject is not the subject is. And then we have our final difficult personality type, the sniper. The sniper likes to take pot shots. The sniper likes to say things that are mean, rude, and nasty. This is a passive-aggressive strategy, though, because on the surface, it all looks nicety-nice. So they will say something mean, rude, and nasty, but it's sugar-coated, and you're not quite sure if you've been insulted or not. The best way to deal with a sniper is to use this approach. It's where you say, Wow, I thought I heard an insult in what you just said. Did you mean it that way? Wow, I thought I heard an insult in what you just said. Did you mean it that way? By the way, this is very much doing the unexpected. They don't expect you to do this. It will shock them. So essentially you're saying, hey, this is how this landed with me, or this is how that made me felt, or I thought I heard you um, say something in a critical tone. Is that what you meant? So you say, that sounded really hurtful to me. Were you trying to hurt my feelings? So you make a statement about how this came across or how this impacted you or what you think they're trying to say. And then you ask them a confirm or deny. It's got to be a yes or no question. Did you mean it that way? Is that what you intended? Or even, oh, you're not trying to do that, are you? That was hurtful to me. You're not trying to hurt my feelings, are you? And they will backpedal. Most of the time, snipers are chickens. They like to take their pot shots in a way that keeps them safe. So they will backpedal. When they, you say, that hurt my feelings, did you mean it? And they'll come back, oh no, oh no. The secret is for you to say, oh, okay. But now they know that you know. 
and they also know that you're not afraid to call them on their inappropriate behavior. It only takes one or two times with this before the uh, sniper stops taking their pot shots at you. Oh, that hurt my feelings. Did you mean to? No. Oh, okay. By the way, once in a blue moon, a sniper will say, yeah, I did, I did mean to. And then you say, well, that was inappropriate, especially in the workplace. I'll ask that you stop. See, when they do admit it, they're admitting to inappropriate or disrespectful or mean behavior that you have the ability to ask them to stop. Obviously, this requires assertiveness skills, and this is a good place to start to practice those is with the sniper. This is a magic wand type of formula. During this session, we have been talking about how to deal with some other difficult personality types like the wet blanket, the spinner, the sniper, and the diverter. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett. This has been episode number four of Dealing with Difficult People. And in episode number five, we're going to talk about how you can stay calm, cool, and collected during conversations with difficult people. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.